time. Time is running out. Calling all patriots and lovers of our constitutionally protected, God-given, self-evident, inalienable rights in Tennessee and the United States of America. If you are sickened by the liberty-eroding activities of a government that hates you, then it is time to wake up. If you are fed up with the tyrannical leadership on display by all levels of government, now is the time to listen to your reveille call. If you are equally tired of the political class, the new aristocracy, lying to you in their pursuit of power and control, now is the time to take a stand in the arena. Please welcome your host, Larry Linton, U.S. Navy veteran and candidate for Tennessee House of Representatives to the Liberty, Leadership, and Lies podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Liberty, Leadership, and Lies podcast. Before we get into the topic of lies this week, I feel the need to address a few things. First, the elephant in the room. Well, at least it is the elephant in the room to me. Many of you may have watched my appearance on the Man Cow Show this past Monday. If you didn't tune in and watch it live, count yourself lucky. Also, there's no reason to watch the recording either, so please don't bother. Let me just say that it definitely was not what I was expecting. As a matter of fact, I would call it a complete poop show. The topic the producer contacted me about coming on the show was only brought up in passing. There was also the fact that there was zero cohesiveness to the topics that he was discussing. Food, double amputees and their cheating spouse, music, Chicago and Illinois politics. I know Man Cow is billed as a shock jock, But I did not expect that on what was advertised to me as a discussion about my remarks at the last Sevier County School Board meeting, and to talk about the rot that is so pervasive in government schools, would devolve into what that appearance ended up being. So I would like to apologize to any of the followers of the podcast or my social media pages if they watch the show expecting to see something else, because frankly, I did too. Many of you have reached out already, and I really appreciate the feedback. I reached back out to the producer after the show and informed him that I was not expecting the appearance to go the way that it did. And he said the same thing. Apparently, the producer doesn't have any input on the show. I also want to really thank those that did reach out to me after the show for their kind words. I will always try to meet or exceed the expectations of my listeners, and I will work to ensure something like this does not happen again in the future. I also have to tell you that it gave Denise and I a couple of sleepless nights fretting about how that appearance went down and its possible impact on my campaign. So I've made a note to myself to not accept any appearances on any shock jock type of shows in the future. But enough about that man cow show. The second thing that I want to talk about is that the chairman of the Sevier County Board of Education finally replied to my email, which frankly surprised me. I did not think that I would ever get an answer to some of the questions I posed to him and the other members of the board. So, after my initial shock of receiving a reply, I dove into the response. He went on to inform me in his reply that since the purchase of the SEL curriculum did not exceed $25,000, board approval wasn't required. But yet, they voted on it anyway. That's weird. I have to tell you, that little bit of information doesn't sit well with me, though especially after listening to the board haggle over a $3,000 price difference in a roofing repair bid. 
haggling over $3,000, but allowing the superintendent of schools purchasing agent to purchase curriculums without approval up to $24,999 seems a little bit contradictory, doesn't it? He went on to explain the process involved in the purchase of the SEL curriculum up to the point where the board voted on it to approve it, even though it didn't have to, which is kind of good in a way. Even though they did not have to approve the purchase, they did so. It's on record that it's a unanimous approval. So they get to share the stink of this curriculum with the actual person responsible for the purchase. His response to me, though, generated a few more questions. I asked them these questions. Are the board members ever apprised by the purchasing agent of specific curricula the district is looking to purchase? Also, are the board members advised of the different companies that the purchasing agent is soliciting bids from? Do the board members provide input as to which curriculum companies to avoid and which to engage with? Was the board presented with any different options that the purchasing agent was investigating in regards to this curriculum? Is it common practice to offer blind trust and loyalty to a purchasing agent that has the ability to personally influence the curricula in Sevier County as long as the price is under $25,000? Does the board do any due diligence on proposed purchases of curriculum that fall below the threshold outlined in their policies? In this particular case, it appears the purchasing agent went ahead with the purchase without informing them. Moving ahead with the purchase after negotiating with a curriculum provider to keep the bid below the $25,000 threshold. This purchase was accomplished without any due diligence conducted by the elected representatives that owe fidelity to their constituents, not their employees. Surely the board members are aware of the creeping rot that is contained in many curricula around the nation. After all, it's making national news. The curriculum in question here along with plenty of evidence presented to each of the board members at the monthly school board meetings lately, would have been exposed for what it was had some due diligence been taken before it was purchased. So hopefully we will not have to wait more than a week for this response. Moving on, the third item I would like to talk about is the Tennessee Freedom Summit. If you live or work in Tennessee, this is a must-see event. For more information and to get your tickets, head over to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. Again, that is TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. We need every Tennessean armed with the knowledge and networking this event can provide so we can prevent our beloved Tennessee from being turned into California. Now let's get on with the rest of the show. In this week's episode, we will discuss the many lies that the usurpers of our liberty are forcing us to live with or to live out. Lies that the usurpers of our liberty in our nations and states' capitals, our republic's new aristocracy, tell about who we are and who we aren't, how there is no definition regarding biology, lies about the economy, lies about what is or is not disinformation, lies about taxes and government quote-unquote investments, lies about our fundamental God-given rights. And then lately, lies told for personal gain by government staffers, those deep state people, that are advocating for policies that will transfer the debt they willingly incurred in the form of student loans, transferring that debt onto the backs of taxpayers. It is a minute-by-minute barrage of lies. As I have consistently told you in the audience, 
the usurpations of our liberty are not restricted to just the Communist Party either. Members of the Republican Party enjoy the part they play in eroding our rights. The latest moves in the U.S. Senate on gun control provide ample evidence of this. Yep, 10 Republican senators have come to what is being described as bipartisan. I have grown to absolutely loathe that word over the past few years. Whenever some piece of legislation that comes out of Washington, D.C. or one of the 50 state capitals, and it is called bipartisan, <laughs> make sure you have some petroleum or KY jelly handy when that bipartisan word is thrown about. Because the government is about to do something to either your rights or your money. They are going to do something to us and not for us. These new common sense gun control proposals include incentives for the states and the various Native American tribes. Incentives? You know what that means when the new aristocracy proposes incentives, don't you? When government uses words like incentives and bipartisan, buckle up ladies and gentlemen, government incentives mean that more of our sweat equity will be used as the carrot and stick to get compliance. Compliance from individuals, or compliance from state and local governments. These bipartisan incentives for states and tribal authorities to pass laws allowing authorities to seize firearms from individuals whom a court determines pose a danger to themselves or others. These are those so-called red flag laws. Somebody needs to tell me, along with the other 81.5 million gun owners in this country, just how these red flag laws will not be abused abused not only by private citizens, but by a government that hates the fact that our founding fathers ensured the people retain the ability to, quoting from our Declaration of Independence here, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. And it continues with this, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. President Joe Biden and many of the usurpers of liberty and government, as well as their useful idiots in the media and Hollywood, continuously lie about the constitutionally protected right to keep and bear arms. It is not for hunting or even hunting deer wearing Kevlar vests. But back to those red flag laws. What are the protections against abuse of them, especially by the government that hates us? There really can't be any proactive protections, only reactive. Reactive protections that cost the people precious time, and, now in the Biden economy, precious money. It is only after a citizen's constitutionally protected right has been removed without due process of law can measures be taken to restore those rights. Red flag laws is the movie Minority Report coming to real life. Heck, right now, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, they are purging people who have committed the cardinal sin of liking tweets or social media posts of people they don't agree with. That is thought crime prosecution. 
much like the useful idiot wokeivists cancel people in the private sector, the federal government is canceling people that do not prescribe to the approved groupthink. If the new aristocracy will do that to their own employees, how far will they go in their abuse of these red flag laws in disarming the people? You know, those people that show up to school board meetings to voice concerns about corrosive, divisive, and sexualizing curriculums? I'm pretty sure that because I have been speaking up and video of my comments has been shared across the country that I'm now on their list. I would be a target for their red flag laws. We cannot forget that some of these curriculums are sold by the Attorney General's son-in-law and his company. No conflict of interest there, right? Weekend cookouts or family dinners at Merrick Garling's house must have conversations that go like this. Hey, Pops, there are a group of parents in such and such school district. They're really making trouble for my company and the product we sold them last year. Can you do something about that? Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. The FBI shows up at these several parents' homes with orders to confiscate any and all firearms under the tenant's of a red flag law. They are labeled domestic terrorists and put on watch lists at the request of the National School Board Association. These people that are targeted by the new aristocracy and the red flag laws may or may not get their weapons back, but only after a legal battle that will cost them time and money. Oh, don't forget about this. These parents and citizens that showed up and protested, they paid the taxes that the federal government is now using to enforce the red flag laws. How about them apples? These parents and taxpayers, because of their concern about curriculums in government schools that are rotting children's brains with lies, they are now having the taxes they paid used against them in removing their constitutionally protected Second Amendment rights without due process of law. Now, while they are still paying income taxes to support these red flags laws, they can do one of two things. They can allow it to happen or spend more of their hard-earned sweat equity in a court battle against the federal or state government to try and have their rights restored. A federal or state government that has unlimited resources thanks to their taxation power to fight the citizen in a court system until they give up or run out of money. That is exactly how these red flag laws are going to work. Never mind the danger from a nosy communist neighbor or a spiteful ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or an ex-spouse. Those will be mere nuisances compared to what a government that is backed by the unlimited resource of our sweat equity and a determination to see every private citizen disarmed in this country. Also, as reported by the useful idiots in the media, covering this major usurpation of our rights comes this phrase. Major investments. It comes in this quote, The proposal would include major investments to increase access to mental health and suicide prevention programs and other support services available in the community, including crisis and trauma intervention and recovery. Hide your wallets, ladies and gentlemen, whenever the federal or state government calls anything an investment. That is code for taxing then redistributing our sweat equity. Usually redistributing our money to those who they decide most aligns with their agenda. 
The usurpers of liberty use our money to pick winners and losers. When the new aristocracy and their useful idiots start throwing around the word investment, whatever follows is a lie meant to cover up their unconstitutional actions. The federal government has zero Article I, Section 8 authority for legislation relating to mental health or suicide prevention. None whatsoever. And don't give me the crap about the General Welfare Clause. We've had that discussion before. Another part of their proposal is completely laughable hypocrisy. Remember this? The Communist Party and their members cannot define what a woman is. They think five-year-old children should be exposed to drag queens flashing their male genitalia oftentimes in front of them and that they can make their own decisions on what gender they are. They think 13-year-old girls can go get an abortion without informing their parents. We also cannot forget that a majority of the Communist Party voted in favor of lowering the voting age to 16 just a little over a year ago. But this bipartisan... Bipartisan Framework seeks to institute a longer review process for adults under the age of 21 who are purchasing firearms. So let's get this bipolar federal government views on age straight. Purchase alcohol and cigarettes? You gotta be 21 years old. Enlist in the armed forces? Carry a weapon and possibly die in a foreign country during an unconstitutional conflict? 18 years old is old enough. Or even 17. Heck, I enlisted in the Navy when I was 17. In some states, there's no minimum age requirement to notify parents if a child gets an abortion. That's perfectly okay, right? As we discussed last week, children as young as 8 years old can stuff dollar bills into the G-strings of a mentally ill transgender drag queen in an adult strip club. That's perfectly okay too, right? Drive a car? Well, it's 16 in most states. Get a full-time job? Again, 16 years old in most states. Get puberty blockers? Well, according to the communists, a child can do that before puberty starts. And that can start as young as 8 years old in girls and 9 years old in boys. Again, this is okay by the standards of the new aristocracy and their useful idiots, right? Can you see why there's a mental illness problem in our country? The new aristocracy has everybody confused on just how old you have to be in order to be considered responsible for decisions. Don't forget, too, the federal government will use our sweat equity to incentivize the individual states to conduct these usurpations of our liberty. We are actually paying to be subjected to tyranny. I saw an interesting post that could go a long way in solving the problems our nation has with school shootings. Either provide schools with the same level of security that government provides itself, or provide government with the same level of security that it provides to public, I mean, government schools. After all, remember, these schools are government institutions, the same way that Congress is a government institution, the same way that the Supreme Court is a government institution. Why is it the same level of security provided? That's another one of those pesky why questions. The why is answered by seeing just how much these school shootings benefit government and the communists in government. 
That may sound callous, but it is true. Politician after politician will show up on TV saying that we as a country need to do something about this problem and the only solutions they propose are to take away our God-given rights. They do not want to provide these captive audience children in compulsory indoctrination centers with the same level of protection they provide for themselves. The new aristocracy will reveal their hypocrisy by claims about the cost of such measures. Yet they will send billions of dollars to foreign countries or spend our sweat equity to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars to see if STEM majors benefit from a college program based upon social justice. Or they'll spend tens of millions of dollars promoting the already overcrowded farmer's market industry. They will also spend more than a million dollars of our tax money, our sweat equity, to fund studies to see if citizens will eat ground-up insects. With all of the money, yes, our money, the new aristocracy spends picking winners and losers in private industry or supporting pet causes that promote divisiveness like social justice or propping up foreign governments shows you the usurpers are really not concerned with protecting children in schools. The communists, the usurpers of our liberty and government, benefits from the deaths of children in schools because it strengthens their position of disarming the population. Government schools all over the country could be hardened against these events in weeks, but they choose not to do that. Remember, I told you all this before. When they, the usurpers of our liberty and government and their useful idiots in the media in Hollywood, when they say, quote, how many children have to die before you give up your guns, unquote, it is not a question. It is a threat. Now, to be fair, some of the useful idiots are starting to break away from the hard left, communistic turn government is taking. Maybe they see the writing on the wall. I'm not sure. Some in the audience might remember the name Van Jones. He's a news and political commentator over on the Communist Useful Idiots Network of CNN. He also served as the green jobs czar in the Obama administration. Now that you know his bona fides, you can safely assume what side of the political spectrum he serves on. He has recently come out and called his own political party weird and elitist. He is quoted as saying the Communist Party is in danger of becoming a party of the very high and the very low. As if that is already or hasn't already been the case for that particular party for decades now. All the elitists pretending to be Santa Claus to every aggrieved subset of the culture for years now. Heck, even creating new subsets daily. Van Jones also stated that if you pull out the working class out of the Democrat or the Communist Party, You've only got the elites left. He even made fun of the term Lat- Latinx. I guess that's how you say it. Like him, I have not met anybody that uses that term when describing themselves. He kind of gets it, if you know what I mean. He goes on to say that nobody talks like that or refers to themselves as that in grocery stores, barbershops, nail salons, or community centers across the Fruited Plain. You see is because the usurpers will create these subsets of America in order to foment division and hate. They lie to us about who we are and what we are. Of course, the GOP plays along trying to appease these newly created small groups because they too want to be Santa Claus for all the new small groups. 
And they are playing Santa Claus with our sweat equity and been doing so for generations. Lying to us all about who we are and about biology. Lying to us about the economy. Lies about gun control and how it will save children. But in fact, if you study history, gun control has led to the mass murder of millions of people. They lie about science, which brings up an interesting point. Old triple vax and boosted Dr. Fraudchi has come down with a Rona, I see. Mr. Science himself has succumbed to his own hubris. Meanwhile, all of us that are unvaccinated, in some quarters we're being referred to as purebloods, none of us are suffering from the sudden adult death syndrome that seems to be spreading in the same pattern as the vaccination rates. Anyway, these usurpers will lie about our constitution and how it is meant to limit government and not the people. Their lies about that have been incredibly successful for generations now. So much so that the people now think that it is government that grants us rights. And if our rights come from government, well, then government can take them away or restrict them. All of this has been brought upon our republic by the apathy of the electorate. The apathy that is created because people have bought into the government's lies. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I will close out this week with more wisdom from God's Word. This week, it comes to us from 1 Peter 2, 1. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. There is very little behavior that the government at all levels today engages in that is not evil. They burden us all with taxation that is sold to us with lies and then use that money against us to get compliance. The usurpers in our nation's capital and our state's capitals are filled with deceit. They could not accomplish all they have done in the past 100 plus years of eroding our liberties by telling the truth. In order to consolidate and solidify their grip on power, they have to lie. Their hypocrisy knows absolutely no bounds. Watch how the Paul Pelosi, husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, drunk driving in accident arrest scenario plays out. Or how the DUI arrest for Tennessee's Secretary of State Trey Hargett plays out. The usurpers of liberty have established a well-documented two-tiered justice system in our republic. That was an interesting question posed on social media by another podcast host that I follow. Monica Matthews asked this question, quote, what do you think the solution or solutions to a two-tiered system of justice is or are? Unquote. Well, I answered the following way. This was already addressed in a wonderful document created and signed in 1776. As a matter of fact, it was many of the reasons why we declared independence from England. One of the reasons listed was this. He has refused assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. Kind of like obeying the law when it comes to consuming alcohol and operating a motor vehicle. Or how about this stated reason from the Declaration of Independence? He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. It seems like England in the 1700s and our current government have the same level of respect for the rule of law. Rules for thee and not for me. 
The same thing applies to what is going on down at the southern border. The federal government won't even enforce immigration law. The new aristocracy also rely on class envy, jealousy, to ensure the people fight among themselves and not focus on the true source of problems in our nation. The true source of problems is what I have been telling the audience for a while now. It is a government that hates us. We need to be done with the unkind speech about each other and instead stand together in the arena and regain control of the government that is supposed to serve us, not rule us. We can no longer accept the lies that our government is forcing us to live with or live out. If we do not break free from their lies, our constitutional republic is doomed. You can see the signs of that impending doom everywhere. Electing me and other servant leaders and sending us to our states and nation's capitals will be a good step in the direction of preventing that from happening. Be sure and keep up to date with the campaign. You can do so by signing up for the newsletter or following me on social media or the website. Until next week, stand in the arena with me, Reveille, it's time to wake up.